0: There's a lot of voices that we're missing at these work camps, right? It's not just um, it's not the the people from very, very far away that we're missing. It's also local people that maybe not have the funds or the, the ability to, to book a hotel for the next turnover. Um, so I've set up a, a non profit a couple of years ago. It's called Donate WC and we collect donations from the community and we help people to actually pay for their trips to go to these work camps. Um, and um, then it becomes free of charge for them but they get to add their voice to the rest of the community.
1: This episode is brought to you by Freemius. If you're stuck growing your WordPress product business, it's time to level up to Freemius. Freemius is a complete platform for WordPress product owners to sell, grow, and build a completely sustainable software business. You probably already know how competitive the WordPress ecosystem is these days. Building it and waiting for your customer is not an option. Freemius knows how hard it is for WordPress product founders to grow their business. They've developed the tools, the software, and most importantly, the content plus the community to help you get more sales. With a team of monetization experts, you're picking Freemius for success, not just for your product license, keys, and updates. If you need help growing your WordPress business, visit freemius.com. That's freemius.com. Thanks for supporting the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Report special episode... Today, I just realized I was wearing my hat. Now I've got this bright red dot on my (laughs) forehead. So everyone watching YouTube, enjoy. Special guest today, Enos Van Dyke. Enos, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: I saw... Here's how it happens. I I like to kind of frame how I find my guests because people think that's just some like rocket science behind it. But on Twitter, I saw you selling this digital product, which uh, one can find by going to the website qualityinsupport.com, go to the shop page, powered by WooCommerce, it's in the show notes, click it. You're selling this product, and I was like, my God, this is, like, everyone needs this, because everyone struggles with support. It's called WordPress Support pre and you basically have done the work for us to respond to customers and clients. Is that a fair statement?
0: Yeah, exactly, that's exactly what I've done. Um, so I've worked in the WordPress world for twelve years, and I've done support specifically um during that time, and um there's just a lot of questions that that keep coming up, and they're true for everyone who's built either a plugin- or a theme um, and using predefined responses is such a good way to just cut your support time down that I thought no one's done it before. Let me just see if it, if it lands. Um, so that's how that
1: came to be. And you've been in the space for, uh, 12 years. You, half of that yeah. time was spent at WooCommerce, right? And automatic yeah. roughly. So, you know, yeah. a thing or two <laughs> about like <laughs> what it's like to support, uh, folks for, uh, over a decade in this space. And you kind of yeah. have seen this market go up and down. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. You have this digital product that one can buy, but then you also have, uh, the business, uh, revolves around service. I am like you're busting at the seams. You have so much work (laughs) (laughs) that you're like, why did I get into this? Oh, I know why, because everybody needs this and suddenly I'm so busy.
0: Yeah, I quit my job at Automatic and then I thought I was preparing for about three months of it being quiet and needing ramp up time. And and then within two days, my inbox was so full that I, I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, so there's there's two things that I do I offer um, customer support quality analysis so consultancy that where I come in and I look at the work that your team is already doing um, I provide information on what I think you should be doing differently or could do better um, and provide training, communication training um, all that jazz and then the second part is um, there were so many people saying well I've got A product and I'm doing support, but I'm just not handling the customer support at all. I don't want to touch it, or it's so overwhelming that I can't do any development work. Can you please do that for me? Um, And that got really busy really quickly. So now I I own an agency. I wasn't planning on owning an agency. (laughs) I just wanted to
1: sell digital products, man, and suddenly (laughs) you're hiring people. Yeah, Uh, that's really mm -hmm. weird. Talk to me about the first part of it, and then we'll we'll sort of progress into growing what is now an agency. But you have the 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 productized service. Let's say it's a phrase that I know a lot of people that a lot of people use. Um, somebody buys this uh, productized service. You come in and you an, analyze and report, and then they have to go off. They being your customer have to go off and, and execute like what your consult has directed. Did right. you start with that? Or did you kind of quickly realize I need this and then rolled it in?
0: No, I've been doing quality stuff at Automatic for about two years, maybe three before I decided to start for myself. So I've been focusing on that specific part of the business for a long time. I've done a lot of research, talked to a lot of different companies uh, to see what the industry standard was for it. Um, part of community that does a lot of quality related stuff so it it felt like a very natural step um and i know that there's i mean there's plenty of software out there that allows you to do quality reviews for your team but a lot of companies get stuck thinking well but what does quality look like for us what does that even mean and how i want to review it but i don't even know if i'm doing the right thing so and that's where i come in so i step in and i I go through all of their stuff and um, um, really help out with that specific
1: need. That was actually going to be one of my questions is (laughs) uh, what is quality? Because I hear it and I'm like, well, quality to me means if somebody came in and said, hey, I want to do this quality analysis on, on your support process. I'm thinking, okay, is the end result is the customer asking me the question of support? Are they getting help? Are they getting the help that they originally asked for? And right. my mind sort of just stops right there, like, oh, that's quality. We, we, we got the right answer and we closed the ticket. That's quality in my head, but I'm sure right. you go beyond that and like what quality really means.
0: So this is what you call CSAT. So CSAT surveys are very, very common. Um, customer satisfaction scoring, something I'm not entirely sure what the acronym stands for now. Um, So anytime you've ever had an email saying, how would you rate our service? That's a CSAT form. That goes into support and um, people actually do look at it, but I get very frustrated. I have like a love-hate relationship with CSAT scoring in general um, because what it does is it, it allows customers to send you feedback, but they only do that in two cases. Either they're very, very happy with what you've done in which case you get 10 out of 10 rating, or they're very upset with you, either one. <laughs> so they're, they're very extreme emotions, and you don't get a good look at what's actually, actually happening um, during your whole process. Um, it's also indicative of trouble with your policies most often, and not so much the interaction with the support agent. So as a, as a data point, it doesn't really tell you enough to, to see if your quality is up to standard. What For me, what quality looks like is the expectation that the company has of its employees, and that matches what the client or the, the customer is expecting on the other end. And in order to do that, you need to be doing quality reviews internally, Um, and um, I I do that by looking at what the high performers are doing and then see if we can detect little elements that keep repeating themselves, and then we compare it to CSAT scores, and then you have a broader spectrum of, okay, this is what resonates with our customers. Um, Sounds a lot simpler than it actually is because it needs a lot of analysis, a lot of, you know, deep
1: diving sure. into what are you actually doing. Sure. So. I guess in any industry, if you look at it theoretically, everyone's in customer service and some stretch or imagination, unless you're in like pest control. Okay. Uh, but I guess you have to keep the customer satisfied. So yeah, I guess that everything, everything about customer support. But I've been in help desk situations for right. a large part of my uh, professional career. And oh, gosh, all the way back to early 2000s, when I was uh, head of product at an internet service provider, we were doing things like dial up DSL, which the kids (laughs) listening to this today would have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, I can hear the noise now. (laughs) Yeah. The the handshake of the modems. Um, And one thing which I've been doing since back then, all the way up until now is this constant, and I could be doing it all wrong, or maybe the folks I've been working with for years have been doing it all wrong is this constant push to educate the customer so like let's solve the issue but then also make sure you understand the you know whatever issue is that you're having and how to get help later on i.e don't email us again <laughs> like please <laughs> use the knowledge base and 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 self-help yourself to the solution is that do you see that across the board is that wrong right is it nuanced
0: it, i would say it's nuanced um i i do encourage customer education because the end goal is less work for customer support, right? You, you preferably don't want anyone calling in ever. Um, that's unrealistic, but what you can do is is help them along to make sure that they feel empowered. I think that that's where um, I would have the focus. Rather than saying, I don't want you to contact us or I want to bring you to a point where you don't have to contact us anymore, I want you to leave a conversation with me feeling empowered, feeling like, okay, I own this, I can do this by myself, and if I really do need help, I can always call back, but I will try it myself first. That is relationship building, rather than saying, well, here's the, all of the information that you need, have fun. Um, so it is nuanced, and and there is a, a difference. Um, you also see some teams doing it really well and some teams just completely hitting the mark when it comes to education and really frustrating the customer rather than helping out. So, you know, it's a, it's finding the balance between the two.
1: Is there something that stands out to you in terms of how, um, I'll just use the phrase customer support, how customer support is delivered to the end users uh, something that stands out from when you started, let's say back at WooCommerce into automatic and, and so on, and, and I'll preface it to give you a moment to think. Like one of the things that I encourage a lot of our team to use at Castos is, hey, if this is a long, if this is a long explanation, it's gonna be very difficult to email and get it out there, why not use a video solution, like a zip message or a loom or something like that where you can audibly explain or visually explain the solution. You know, Is there a, a thing that stands out to you in terms of technology or how we communicate to people these days versus what it was like in the past?
0: I think that's a very good question. Um, I think it really depends. So the, the approach that I usually have is it depends on what expectations do you want your customers to have? Because as soon as you start doing things like screen sharing, you will be doing that forever ever. So as soon as you start it, you better be willing to continue doing that because they will be asking. Um, and it's something that if you say, yeah, well, we don't really do that afterwards, they're going to not like you very much. So I'd be very careful going in doing that kind of thing. Um, but I mean, there's, there's plenty of platforms that you can use. Uh, with Automatic, we mostly used Dropler. Um, which is very strong when it comes to sharing both screenshots, screencasts, um, GIFs of things that you're, that you're doing. So you screencast and then you turn it into a GIF. There's, there's plenty of things that, that you can use. I think, I can't really remember when the first one was that I used TeamViewer. I think that was quite early on. I think that is one of the ones that keeps coming back as soon as people are like, oh, can you not just team view into my computer and do the thing? Um, and obviously the the arrival of Zoom and its popularity, that's, that would be my go-to. Yeah. That's so easy.
1: Like you said before, and I'm glad you said it is, once you start it, it's going to be hard to stop because it's not just like, oh, this was easy for the, the the customer support rep to use. No, it's the expectation of of the end user who's like, hey, do right. that thing again. Right. And I'm curious to learn from you because you've been here for so long in this space. Uh, this is something that is, I, I, I guess, very unique to WordPress or any kind of online software. But it, it is it is just that. It is... Hey, just, you know, just log into my site and check this out for me, right? That's like, that is like the kiss of death when I see that come across our um, support at Casos. We're a podcast hosting company and really, yes, we have a plugin, but we're not going to log into your site and adjust these things because suddenly you're like, what happened to my homepage? Where did this other plugin come from? I was like, no, 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 we're not tech support. So how does, how do we do better to, to safeguard against that?
0: So uh, this is going back to user education. I think WordPress as a whole um, doesn't do a very good job educating our end users. I think that's something that we that we fail to do because we're all technical people, and we like we enjoy building that software. We enjoy tinkering with code or or making things look nice. Um, But the educational part where we go, hang on, if you randomly hand out your login information to anyone who you think is technical, you're not gonna have a website very, very soon. Um, (sighs) These are things I, I used to have to remind people multiple times a day to not send me plain text passwords over email or over chat or someone would randomly come in and go oh here's here's all of my details and and how about you fix everything so in this case I would say user education over anything else Um, and that's a job that is on all of us and not just um, the big companies it's
1: like everyone it's funny I'm uh, remodeling uh, one of my bathrooms and it's like I I have to order the tub right so the tub Mm -hmm. is coming in and they're like oh you know we only deliver it to the curb and that's it. Like, we won't even put right. it in your. I'm like, oh, well, I will have a garage if you can back it up and then put it into the garage. That way it's not, I don't have to carry this 200 pound thing by myself. Like, no, no, we just drop it off. And like, mm-hmm. the truck driver's like, here you go. See you later. Bye. And I'm just like, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just got to check this thing out before you leave. Every yeah. other, I feel like every other industry is just like, boom, clear cut. You're done. You're in. You're out. And they don't want to hear anything else from you but us right. in the WordPress world. We're like, Sure, I'll take a look at that block for you, and I'll look at that page. It's tough to break away from that human wanting to help another human thing.
0: Yeah, I I also think that this is a lot of freelancers getting into business and having really terrible client experiences to begin with. I know I had those Um, when I first started out. That was horrible. People would just keep asking questions, and I would go, Oh, no, please, just... Please just go away. Um, But I, I hear what you're saying. And also the bit of, you know, if you could just, for this once, do me a favor. And that's understandable from the end user's point of view. But from the delivery person bringing you the bathtub, they're like, well, if your neighbor sees that we put it in your garage and they order a bathtub with us, they're going to expect the same kind of thing. And all of a sudden, my deliveries are twice as long. That's not going to be helpful for any customer. So I know it sucks. And I I understand. Here's the power in it, though. If you can say, I know it sucks, but here's why. And this is how it's beneficial to you that I'm saying no, then you're winning. If you can make a customer walk away thinking, oh, they said no, but actually that was a really fun conversation. Then you're doing a good job.
1: Let's get back to uh, your business. Now, you sell the productized service. Mm-hmm. Folks are like, hey, this analysis is great. The consult is amazing. Uh, can you execute for us? <laughs> and then you say, well, let me, what, <laughs> learn your process, learn your plugin, um, yeah. review your documentation. What happens next in your, in your business when somebody says, you know, give us a little bit more? Uh,
0: if they want to uh, have my company take over the support bit, you mean yes? Yeah. Um, well, it is what you said. It is. Uh, um, there's going to be a ramp up time, so there's going to be at least a week or two, maybe even more, where you know we have to get very intimately familiar with the product. Um, we need to see if there are things like predefined replies that that are already being used. Things like how does your entire process work? So when a ticket comes in, how does it get handled? Do we leave a note? What Status does it get set to? Um, what platform are you using even? Um, what stats are you tracking? So are you tracking specific KPIs in order to to make sure that you're doing a good job? There's a lot that goes into that. you know it's It's like onboarding a new hire, and it just takes time um, uh, But luckily, because I am familiar with a lot of different platforms, it tends to go quite quite quickly.
1: I was saying, I was saying before about, uh, what well, we were both saying about educating the customer and, and pointing them to documentation. Do you, and I know documentation is just, it's massively important for support for, for obvious reasons. I don't have to really state right. that. Um, but do you get into doing that as well? If the, if your end customer is like, yeah, I need support help, but we have no documentation. Do you tell them you have to get me documentation first before I can do this? Or do you get into the documentation game?
0: I I very much prefer to have documentation because it's it's difficult to get into a plugin and understand it properly without any workable documentation. Now, if need be, I also know technical writers that I could implement to write said documentation. I prefer not doing that myself because I'm not the best at it. Um, But there are ways that we can get that to work. Um, What I want In the end, the client that I like working with is the individual developer who creates a really awesome product and then gets to a point of growth where they have to hire someone and they're a bit afraid of letting that bit of support go because it is scary, right? Um, What I want is to set them up from the beginning of finding a platform, finding a structure, finding a workflow that works for them to being able to hire someone. And go, okay, I, I know the entire process. I know that everything is set up the way it's supposed to. And now I can hire someone part-time, full-time, et cetera. Yeah. Um, if that remains one of my people, that's awesome. I'd love to continue helping out. But that initially is the end goal.
1: I have in our uh, in my notes from our pre-interview, and <laughs> this is this is how terrible I am as a as a podcaster uh, of a decade. But I have this, I have this line that I wrote with air quotes: "How do you handle mature businesses?" I forget if you and I talked about that, or that might have been a question in my head: "Is what happens when you get to a business who's who has a support team, maybe even a support manager, and they've been doing it for five or six years, but the owner is like." yeah, we need help in this space. How do you shift or break the mold of what might be a mature business that has like processes in place already and you need to be like, yeah, you know what? We're going to tear those down. Have you come across that yet? or?
0: Yeah, um, well, this is one of the clients that I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of chasing still. Um, yes, I have seen it and it's difficult to break. One of the things... Uh, that happens when a quality consultant comes in very often, or when a company starts quality assessing its employees, people get frightened, people get apprehensive about what you're going to do and what you're going to say. And in the end, it's change management that you need to implement. So you need to really explain to, in particular, the manager who's going to feel like threatened in their authority, um, Explain that, you know what, I'm not here to tell you that you're doing it wrong. I'm just here to imagine a a Formula One racing team, right? Where you bring someone in, not to say your entire car is wrong, but just to look at how is the car built and where can we maybe mold it a little bit differently so we get those two extra seconds. And, you know, that's what I do. I'm not here to tell you that you've been doing it wrong. I'm just here to support you and to make things easier. That's all I'm doing. And if that means we need to switch it up a little bit, okay. But we can talk about why and how, and and you're always free to to ask me those questions. I'm not gonna just dump an analysis on your desk and say, good luck.
1: Um, Probably the the easier thing, I say this, but I'm not in your shoes. the easier thing for you to come in and sort of really shift around probably immediately, and maybe it doesn't even have much of an impact. Uh, the question is the platform that they're using to support the customer. Uh, maybe it's like you're using this all wrong or you're using this live chat thing and we can't document it and you can't connect. Right. Um, do you have, is this, this is probably a loaded question. Do you have a favorite platform you like to, to point people to for the support
0: team? And help desk?
1: That's like asking, like, what's your favorite? Is it WordPress? Do you actually like WordPress? And you're like, eh, yeah, of course I do.
0: Um, I mean, I'm not going to pick a favorite. Okay. I won't, I won't go there. What I will say is that I've had uh, the very first platform that I started with was Help Scout. um, And that is something that I've been running into for many, many, many years. We use Zendesk. At Automatic, Um, I know both of them really well. And I think Zendesk is amazing for big teams, amazing for when you have really complex processes running a lot of different people. Um, And that helps out maybe for the startup a little bit more, Um, a little bit easier because there's not as many bells and whistles and, and things that you could do. Potentially, um, but yeah, no, no favorites.
1: Is there anything that you use or have seen used uh, inside of WordPress that makes supporting WordPress easier?
0: Yes, there is one plugin, and I, from the top of my head, I think it's called Simple System Status Report. I think that's what it's called. It's plugin, and all it does is it generates um, a status report like the one you can get from WooCommerce. So it gives you information on PHP version, um, MySQL version, what plugins are installed. This means that you as a supporter don't have to go into the website to retrieve all of that necessary information. So it gives you a really solid basis to go, okay, do you know what, I see that you have a number of plugins installed that I know is conflicting with our product. So if you turn that off, we might be able to solve this and I don't have to log into your site. That is, it, it is simple, it's beautiful. It allows you even to, to provide a link so you, can, um, you don't have to copy and paste anything other than the link and the other person has all of the information. It's a beautiful, beautiful little plugin
1: if you could uh wave a magic wand and get something inside wordpress core that would make supporting wordpress easier for everyone would it be something like that where it's just built in or do you have another great idea that but boy if this thing if wordpress had this it would be better for all of us
0: so, uh, two things so the the system report i don't understand why that is not a native function cuz it makes so much so much sense um the other thing is um, the difficulty at which you can create a, a staging site. Um, there's plenty of plugins, but it you know it can get tricky and it takes up a lot of space. And the health check plugin is great, but not always uh, as trustworthy as you'd like it to be. So being able to go into a duplicate of someone's site and saying, "I'm just going to mess around with this and we can throw it out later," ah, I wish that was that was easier. Yeah, that would be very helpful because then you never have that problem of I've made changes and now I can't revert it and there's no backup. And oh no, no. <laughs> um, you're
1: gonna kill me. There was a there was a plugin. I was actually just clicking on it to see. I. Th- Thought it still existed. Oh, it does. Um, and I know we just talked about how we shouldn't be logging into people's WordPress websites, but one plugin that I've always found to be pretty awesome is this plugin called Support Me, which you can set up temporary um, uh, user accounts uh, mm-hmm. so that you don't just make somebody an admin and they're there f- infinitely. You could just set them up as admin for literally time-based so it could be just for a day for an hour or whatever and it just gets rid of it that's always yeah. been one that i thought was was pretty cool if you're in that situation which we don't want everyone to be in where you have to log yeah. into a site let support me is a pretty cool plugin
0: but you know you do have situations where you can't really do much more than say okay let me log in and let me take a look if you've exhausted all of your other options um, or if the process of getting the information is so complex, and you notice that your customer is is not very capable of making screenshots, and and everything is just very difficult, that would be a time where I went, yeah, let me let me take a poke at this because I can probably solve that in five minutes.
1: Let's talk about why uh, plugin developers should be supporting their free product, or free plugin or theme. I know that's a pretty big one for you. We talked about that in the pre-interview. Why is it important and what's your take on it?
0: So, again, this comes back to user education. WordPress as an ecosystem is dependent on a lot of different things, mainly that people offer their time to maintain the project. And the thing that we think of immediately is, oh, let me go on track, let me fix bugs, let me do all of these things, but we forget that for us to all make a living in this space, we need end users. We need end users that use our product. But they don't have a clue what they're doing. <laughs> um, so if you create a, a beautiful bit of software and you put it out in the world and, and people come in and they say, oh, but how does this work? And you go, do you know what? I've created this for free. I'm not going to also offer support for you for free. Um, It kind of takes away the opportunity to showcase what WordPress can do. It damages a piece of the ecosystem when you refuse this or if you do it poorly. Um, And the main goal in the end, it's not increasing your own slice of the pie. It's increasing the entirety of the pie, right? So as long as we keep doing more and better support for customers or users who are free, not paying us any specific money, the better the ecosystem is going to be and the more beneficial it's going to be for everyone involved.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I would say that, um, you know, hindsight being 2020, 20, taking uh, my own advice now and not listening to myself, you know, years ago when I was in the theme and, and plug-in game, a lot of us start out thinking you know, a lot of us building product anyway, might be starting out thinking, uh, I'm going to build this complex plugin or this really powerful theme. It's going to do all these things. And uh, maybe if we didn't do that, (laughs) maybe if the the software we were putting out was a little bit more, whatever, thought out, refined, simplistic, we -hmm. wouldn't have that same anxiety when somebody is wants to use it and wants to use it for free and then ask us all these support questions. Well maybe it's our product that is a little too difficult. We've kind of engineered it the wrong way. And if it was a little bit more simplistic, we wouldn't have to like think about maybe the cost of support where people all of a sudden like, oh my God, I gotta answer all these questions. Well maybe we shouldn't have built it like that in the first place. (laughs) Or maybe we shouldn't have put out the free version with all the bells and whistles and maybe reserved it on the premium side. I I don't know, but I think we could be better as product makers. Um,
0: Absolutely. I, I also think that a big, big thing of it is um, most people that I know get into development so they can do work by themselves and not have to engage with customers all day. And then if these customers come in, especially if they keep asking the same darn question. Right. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'd like them to leave now. Um, <laughs> at which point you can't really because then, you know, your product kind of dies, but I, I get it. It's it's not your job to be talking to people all day if you're a developer, yeah. um, which makes it hard for them to really engage with it and wanting to engage with it. So.
1: Yeah. I was just talking to, uh, well, speaking on, on education um, that, you, that you've brought up a couple of times, I was talking to uh, on my other show, the WP Minute with Eric, Uh, who writes for us at the WP Minute, and we were just talking about open source and getting people to contribute. And I think it's very easy for us to say things like, hey, WordPress is great because it's open source, and anyone can just join in and have, like, you want to change WordPress? Just hop in and say something. It's so Mm. easy for us to say that um, Mm. when on the, you know, to the outside, and then the outside looks at it, and they're like, wait a minute, I have to what's this GitHub thing? Or what I have to have a Slack account? Like, what is, what is this chat room? You can't just tell any civilian that wants to use WordPress that they can contribute when, God, they don't even understand like what the terminology is. Uh, you know, GitHub, push, uh, version control. Like, none of this stuff makes sense to most humans. They just, well, like, just want to give their feedback about WordPress. And I still don't think we have a clear path to that. Do you have any thoughts around like, education terminology to allow a common citizen to be able to contribute to WordPress?
0: I believe that there's a, a new effort being put into learn WordPress the, on the official side of things, um, which I applaud wholeheartedly. I am um, also a big proponent and a big fan of the people volunteering in the forums because they are the people who, day in, day out, make sure that it's usable and clean of spam um, and a helpful environment for everyone. So one of the things that I would say, if, it, if it's a brand new person coming into WordPress and they're like, I, I would like to help out, but I'm not sure where to go, support is actually a really great place to start out. Supporting in the forums is a really great place to, want learn, because every new issue that you get is an opportunity to learn a bit more about the platform. Even for me, I mean, I run into issues where I'm like, I've, I've got no clue what, what that means even. Um, so yeah, I would say start there and it, it doesn't have to be more than someone asking, um, I wanted to set up a new website with WordPress, but I'm getting error in, in database connection uh, on my site and I don't know what to do can you help me and if you google that it's gonna return 10 million different results um, and you learn and you've helped someone out so you know there's there's a lot to do within support itself and it doesn't just have to be yeah. um, dedicated plug stuff
1: yeah I've had I'm sort of on this crazy um, thing lately where I've been thinking a lot about like like education Uh, access, like understanding, you know, you go to a word camp and you see pockets of people who like really know each other and and maybe you don't, you don't know everyone and you're, you want to like come up, go up to somebody like, Hey, I'd love to have a conversation with you. I saw you on a word camp, talk somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff is like, education, access, like, you know, somebody, you know, something. Yep. therefore you're a little bit more powerful. And, uh, and if you don't have it, then you're kind of afraid. And this is a- across all walks of, of life. It's, it's WordPress. Yep. It's local government. I was watching my local government on the recorded uh, uh, YouTube channel and it's like citizens input. And there's this older gentleman, he was a veteran and he was like stating his case for this funding for a parade and he was going over his time of like two minutes. And then one of the city council people was like, I'd like to set a motion to extend. And just the words that they were using, he thought he was he thought he thought was getting kicked off stage. So he just right. started walking away. And they're like, no, 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 come back. We're, we're, we want to extend your time to keep talking. It's like there's this disconnect of education access and and people right. being able to really contribute. And I don't have a question there. It was just like a long soapbox yeah. moment.
0: I do, I do have something to add. There, it's not entirely related, but it is, uh, and I'll I'll just explain. So, what you said about not everyone having access to uh, work camps, I've always seen that as a, a as a big issue because um, there's a lot of voices that we're missing at these work camps, right? It's not just um, it's not the, the people from very, very far away that we're missing. It's also local people that maybe not have the funds or the, the ability to, to book a hotel for the next turnover. Um, so I've set up a non nonprofit a couple of years ago. It's called WC, And we collect donations from the community and we help people to actually pay for their trips to go to these work camps. Um, and um, it's, it, then it becomes free of charge for them that they get to add their voice to the rest of the community.
1: That's fantastic. Is the what's the website for that?
0: Uh, donatewc.org.
1: Ah, okay, there we go. Beautiful. That's going to be in the show notes donatewc.org. I think I just saw I had a very busy weekend, but I think I just saw we'll call it uh, I don't think it's officially WP drama. <laughs> Oh, no. Kerfuffle? I don't know what the word is, but I just saw some people going back and forth on Twitter um, about, you know, two, like, really good things. I think there's something official from uh, the foundation happening for, Mm -hmm. um, I guess, sponsoring WordCamps. This is terrible because I don't know all the details. And then I think there was another organization trying to do the same thing, both trying to achieve the same goals, but sort of left-hand talking to the right-hand kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, there's a lot of stuff happening here. WordPress is massive, the community is massive. It's good that we're all making it, uh, trying to make it better, no matter what individual efforts we're all making. um, You know, it's just, it's tough. It's just, there's no answer.
0: If you look look at where do the big decisions get made for WordPress, right? It's Contributor uh, Summit, which happens in the US. And I've been there once. And it took me I was freelancing then and it it wasn't going very great at the time and it took me a month's salary to make that trip and I thought if me as a as someone living in one of the wealthy, wealthiest countries in the world is barely capable of paying for that, how is that going to be for someone who lives in in name a random place someone from india who's who's Base pay is never going to cover a trip to the US if they're working for themselves. We're not going to hear from that person. Um, and that means that they do not get a say in where the, the, the rest of the community is going to go for the next year. How do we solve that problem? And the only problem, or the only way to solve the problem is to maybe spread out the the funds a little bit and say, okay, we've got one place where we can kind of help the people and make sure that everyone gets to have a seat at the table rather than the, the big guys with I don't know, 500 people uh, as, as employees um, maybe just invite everyone
1: I agree yeah. I agree oh man, fantastic conversation today we're going we're gonna to end it on that check out cool. everything that Enos does over at qualityinsupport.com. Let me tell you something. If you're selling a digital product and you're like, I don't want to help anybody. <laughs> I don't want to get in. I don't want to have to email anyone. These, are, these responses, you know where to find her. You can buy uh, the predefined responses. 19 pounds. Uh, it
0: comes up in different. Comes directions. up in different. She's
1: using WooCommerce. Yes. <laughs> It comes up in different prices. You can start very simply by buying the predefined response, responses. And then, uh, I mean, you probably have a wait list of six months at this point, but <laughs> send a contact form and, ma- and maybe maybe you're lucky enough to do this. I,
0: I have a little bit of availability <laughs> left still, but okay. it's going fast. All yeah. right.
1: That's awesome. Uh, qualityandsupport.com. Enos, where else can folks find you to say Thanks.
0: Um, On Twitter, I am known as Mother of Code.
1: It's an amazing handle, by the way. (laughs) Good job. It
0: it was one of my first um, job titles as a freelance support person.
1: That's fantastic. Mother of Code on Twitter. Everybody else, Matt Report. MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. If you want to support independent content like this, buymeacoffee.com slash MattReport. Support the show for as little as five digital dollars. I'll take anything. Buymeacoffee.com slash Report. All right, everybody, see you in the next episode.